There is a beautiful parable through which we can understand the two stages of existence, first in this world and then in the world to come. It's about a twin brothers in their mother's womb. One of them, as it were, believed that there was only the period of development and after nine months they're going to be born to the new existence, the, the life as we know it. But the other brother didn't believe. He wasn't quote-unquote religious. He only believed that existence is in those nine months, and when it comes to an end, that is the end of everything. Now, the first brother, the one that believed, used to tell the other brother, my dear brother, but we're developing our limbs, look, our feet, our hands, all these parts of our body that we're basically not using while we're here. It's obvious that we're developing all that, so once we're born to a new dimension, we're going to be able to use that. But the other brother didn't believe. He said, listen, you are dogmatic, you are religious. I don't believe in any of that stuff. Life is what we see, and when it comes to an end, it comes to an end. After nine months, the first brother, the one that believed, was born, and everybody was so happy. Mazel Tov is a boy. He's going to be a brismila. And the other brother stayed inside of the womb, so the prayers crying, oh, my dear brother died, soon I'm also going to die. So that is a parable. It comes to teach us that just like an embryo has no way to even imagine what is going to be, what is, how it's going to look life after they are born. And the only thing, I don't know, I don't remember when I was an embryo, but the thing that happens there is just the development of everything that human being is going to need in the same way is about life. This life of 120 years, as it were, is the embryo of the world to come. And just like a human being in those nine months when he's been developed as an embryo, develops everything he's going to require after he's born, here in this world, we have 120 years to grow as human beings and develop our souls. And that development is going to be crucial for what we're going to be in the world to come. Nine months compared to a life of human being is a very period of time. And this life, 120 years compared to eternity, is also a very small period of time, which is very, very important because this is the time and the place we, where we can develop who we're going to be eternally. In Hebrew, when there's two, two words that sound the same, they're like the same word with two different meanings, they have an intrinsic, intrinsic connection. There's one word that is kever. Kever in Hebrew means the grave, where you bury somebody, a burial. But the same word is used to describe the opening of the uterus of a woman, the, the corridor of the womb from where a baby goes out and is born. Now, what is the connection? And through this parable, we can understand it. Because just like through the uterus, the kever is where the, the baby goes out from one, um, from one place of existence to a completely new, different type of existence. In the same way, the grave. When a person dies and he's buried, it's not the end of everything. And it would make no sense. Just like it would make no sense for an embryo that after developing all his limbs in nine months would just die, in the same token, would make no sense that a human being, after working all, all his life in improving his character traits, being more of a giver, more humble, more of a better human being in every sense, 
And once he dies, that's it, the end of everything? Obviously not. So when a person dies and goes to the grave and is buried, is only, as explained in previous podcasts, a waiting place until the resurrection of the dead, when people are going to come back to life, and then it's going to be the beginning stage of the world to come, which is the real and eternal existence of the person. Rabbi Noah Weinberg of Blessed Memory, the late Rosh Yeshiva and founder of Eshat Torah, with explain this principle with a different example. Imagine a person is walking into jewelry, he wanted to buy something, and as he is walking in, he hears a lot of noise, he's, he's a, a lot of things happening, he doesn't know what's going on, and they approach him and say, you know what, you're a very lucky person. You are the customer number one million of our jewelry, and we're gonna give you 30 minutes. They can take anything you want from the jewelry for free. At the beginning, the person couldn't believe it. He thought he was joking with him. But then he said, it's for real. So could you imagine 30 minutes in a jewelry? You can take anything, a huge jewelry for free? So says Ramon Weimer, what a person would do? Would he tell the people, you know what? I'm so tired. I'm in a rush. I just came to buy something. I need to go. Or he say, what? 30 minutes? And use every single minute of those 30 minutes to get as much as he can. And what if after working for 30 minutes nonstop and the person is sweating and exhausted and they ask him, listen, you've been working so good. Would you like an extra five or 10 minutes? Would he say, no, are you crazy? I've been working for half an hour nonstop. Let me stop and get a drink. Or he would say, for sure, you give me another five minutes, another 10 minutes to get something more. For sure, he would use the time. Sarah Noah Weinberg, this is what life is all about. This is the time and the place that everything we do, we are acquiring eternity. A story has been told about the great Kabbalist, the Vilna Gaon, the great scholar of Lithuania, that when he was about to die, he was crying. And his students said, Rabbeinu, Rabbi, why are you crying? And he grabbed his tzitzis, you know, the garment that we wear with some fringes, and he showed them to the students and say, you see this? How much do they cost? They're not expensive. In this world, with little money, you can acquire eternity. That's why I'm crying. It's like a person that after this opportunity of 30 or 40 minutes of grabbing more and more jewels out of the jewelry for free, now he has to go out. For sure he's grateful, for sure he's very happy, but he wish he could have another 20 minutes to take more things for the life after he goes out of the jewelry. In the same token, we have in this life 120 years to build our eternity. How precious and how valuable is every minute. So it's very sad when sometimes people just waste time. Oh, I have nothing to do, let's just kill a few hours. You mean kill a few hours? Life is so valuable. Every minute that you can use you're connecting into eternity. So these are precious moments, and this is the greatest gift that God gave to humanity. Or sages teach that the most basic and superficial pleasure that a person will experience in the world to come is going to be greater than all the pleasures available in this world. Rabbi Eliyahu Dessler, in his book, Strive for Truth, explains the meaning of this teaching that we're not dealing only with the pleasures available for one person or what he could experience in his life. He's saying, imagine all the pleasures of the life of one person. 
and let's say putting in one cup, an elixir of pleasure. From the time that a person is born until the person dies, every moment of, every moment of pleasure that he experiences, let's put it together in one cup. Then add to that cup, that elixir of pleasure, not only this one person, but all of his family. All the pleasures of his family from the day each individual was born until the day he died or she died. And then add from all the city and add the whole humanity of his generation. So you can imagine how much pleasure we're dealing. Everything in a little elixir, in a little cup of pleasure. And then add to that not only his generation, but add all the pleasures of all humanity from the beginning of times until the end of times. Would be unbelievable how much what it would be the quality would be a nuclear cup of pleasure. Sir Rabbi Dessler, and this is the meaning of the previous teaching, that even that quality, qualitatively huge amount of pleasure would be less than the most superficial level of pleasure of the world to come. As an example, let's say somebody is very hungry and he's walking, passing by a banquet, and he smells the delicious aroma of the food of the banquet. That pleasure of that smell would be the example of the most basic and superficial pleasure of the world to come that is going to be greater than all this elixir, all these pleasures of all humanity in this world concentrated. Obviously, it's very difficult to grasp and to understand what are we dealing with, but at least gives a little bit of an idea why it's so much worth it to invest our time and effort to build the opportunity to enjoy the world to come. Because what is available for us and eternally in the world to come is going to be so much greater and so much worth it than what this world has to offer. We mentioned that this, the beginning stage of the resurrection of the dead will start with the coming of the Messiah, the Messiah, when the righteous people are going to come back, the souls are going to come back to their bodies. And it's going to continue until the year 6000. And I mentioned in the previous podcast, then it's going to be the day of the final judgment. And then it's going to be decided who is worth it to live in the world to come and who won't merit to go into the world to come. And everything depends in how much a person was a good person or not. Majority of people that choose to do the right thing and they work and be very human beings, both in themselves and helping others, will merit to go to the world to come. But only very evildoers, people that completely corrupted themselves and destroyed the lives of others, they, they will merit the life in the world to come. So in that moment, in the year 6000, when God is going to decide who merits to go to the world to come, the people that won't merit it are going to be destroyed. And the, pe the people that, yes, are going to merit, they're going to be um, elevated to a new stage. Rabbi Moshe Chaim Lutzato describes that stage similarly to how the Torah describes the 40 days that Moses spent in Mount Sinai learning with closeness to God all the wisdom of the Torah that eventually he was able to bring down and teach the Jewish people. So in the Torah it states that Moses spent 40 days without drinking, without eating, 
without any physical function. So in the same way, in the year 6000, all the physical functions of this world, everything we do normally to eat and to drink and to do commerce and all that is going to come to a stop. And then God is going to transform people and elevate them to a higher spiritual level. And we're talking even after the people went back to their bodies. So it's not like previously that when a person died, the body stayed down here in the grave and the soul went up to the spiritual world. Now, after the resurrection, we're going to be already together, the soul and the body, but still they're going to be elevated just like Moses was elevated within his body for 40 days without eating and drinking. In the same token, the righteous people that are going to deserve to transcend and live in the world to come, they're going to be elevated in the year 6000 to a new stage that will, where they won't need neither to drink or to eat or any physical activity while they wait for the world to be transformed into what is going to be the world to come. Orsages explain that that lapse of time is going to endure a thousand years. Similarly, to creation, as we spoke, that there's for one day of creation a thousand years. And uh, the book of Genesis explains that God created the world in six days, and then in the seventh, God rested. So there were 6,000 years of history, and then it's going to be a thousand years of desolation. It's going to be the cosmic, the universal Shabbat of a thousand years. And the word Shabbat means to rest. Lishbot means to stop. All the activities as we know them of this world are going to stop for a thousand years. It's going to be a period of a thousand years of cessation. Nothing is going to happen. And during those thousand years, the people they are going to marry to live in the world to come are going to be like Moses for 40 days in Mount Sinai, but this is going to be a thousand years. And meanwhile, this physical world is going to be completely transformed and destroyed. And then after a thousand years, God is going to renew the world. There's going to be already a different type of dimensions, dimension of world. Then all the people that are deserving to live in the world to come are going to come back to this new state of the world, ready and fit for the world to come. And it's going to start the different stages of eternity. The first stage of the world to come right after the 1,000 years of desolation, meaning to say in the beginning of the year 7,000, people go back to the new world as in the same image as they were when they just resurrected, with the same type of body looking like a normal body of a human being. But already for a 1,000 years, people wouldn't be eating or drinking when it's physical, and that is already continue. Is going to continue forever. In the world to come, there will be no more physical activities, and everything is going to be a process of evolution, of spiritual evolution and development to become more and more spiritual. And Rabbi Moshe Chaim Lutzato explains, based on very deep Kabbalah, that there are going to be stages in the world to come of development that we're going to be taking every period a thousand years. 
when those periods is going to be a qualitatively a transformation of the body that become more and more spiritual. And the idea is that, in a way, the body is what blocks our relationship with God. To give an example, a window. If you have a very clean and uh, transparent window, you're able to see. But if the window is thick or dirty or opaque, then it blocks you the view and you're unable to see properly. The body is the window that in a way blocks the soul from perceiving God. In the world to come, there are going to be different stages as to refine the body, this window, or even glasses, to make it more and more transparent, more and more unclear, to allow the soul to be closer to God and to be able to experience the pleasure of that closeness. And that is what's going to be transpiring in these stages of a thousand years. Obviously, we shouldn't or we couldn't be taking it very literal what it means a thousand years. It really means stages of development that humanity, humanity are going to be enduring and are going to be going through many transformations to be able to get in a higher spiritual level. The need to still continue in a body is besides what I explained in a previous podcast, that the body should also be rewarded for all the good that the body did while a person lived in this world. And I also explained that at the end of the day, we are a combination between body and soul. But from the other hand, the body gives us another advantage. And that is that our body keeps us to be individuals. And let me, let me explain this with an example. If a person would take a drop of water and just drip it, let it go into the ocean. So in a way, that drop of water would disappear, would be disintegrated, would completely blend into the ocean. If we wouldn't have something giving us an independent existence, so in the world to come, our souls could just melt and blend into the infinite light of God and disappear. And we would have no any more awareness and pleasure of who we are and an independent existence. So therefore, the body helps to retain that independent existence to keep us as individuals. So from one hand, the body has to be there like a vessel, like a glass that contains the liquid and makes it to be an independent entity, entity from the rest of the ocean. But from the other hand, has to be as thin and as transparent as not to block and not to interfere and, and allow a complete and full contact between God, the outside, and the essence of the human being. This is the end of this topic. I really hope that you enjoyed it and it was useful. And I would like to invite you to our new topic on how to unleash your inner power. Please, God, using also Kabbalah principles, we're going to try to describe what is a human being, the different levels of the soul, and how to get the most out of life. <music>